Tere, and welcome to History of Estonia podcast. Episode 40, Cultural Life in the 1920s and 30s. I am your host, William Parsley. In this episode, we take a very broad view of the cultural life in Estonia during these early years of independence. With the freedom to choose in which direction their lives will go, many Estonians become authors and artists, and many decide to take up sports as a hobby, which is something altogether new. The greatest achievement of the years of independence was in developing national culture, which lagged behind European levels in development. This was the first time that Estonian culture had received attention and support from the state. The threat of losing the national culture through Germanizing or Russification disappeared. During the first years of independence, it was hard to achieve a noticeable development in culture due to the poor economic conditions. But in 1925, the Cultural Fund was founded. The Cultural Fund became the main organizing fund culture in Estonia. The sums required were received from different taxes, and the income was divided between literature, music, fine arts, drama, the press, and sport. The decision of the Council of the Fund about assistance, grants, and prizes sometimes created bad feelings among cultural figures, but generally gave a chance to the outstanding creative people to live on their creative work helping them to become professionals, also in an economic sense. The professionalizing of culture was supported by reforming and extending the use of the Estonian language. This made education in the mother tongue available from primary schools to university level. Preparation began of the Estonian top intelligentsia and specialists in all fields. The most talented ones received financial support from the state, and when a need arose, were sent abroad to get further education. The professionalization process were aided by funding professional associations. Among them were the Estonian Writers Association, Estonian Academic Society of Composers, the Central Union of Estonian Fine Artists, Estonian Actors Associations, Estonian Engineer Union, Estonian Teachers Association, and other organizations were very active. In the years of independence, the number of cultural contacts with other countries increased, and Estonian culture got rid of remaining German or Russian influences. Nordic, English, and French cultural orientation became dominant. The Finno-Ergic kindred ties were strengthened. Simultaneously, the achievement of Estonian culture were introduced more extensively. Exhibitions of Estonian art and performances by Estonian theaters and choirs were organized abroad. Rapid modernization of culture did not mean the decay of the traditional popular culture. It continued, became enriched, and updated and achieved a new level. The participation of numerous members of the population in contributing to and creating culture remained active. In towns and rural areas, 
a tight network of cultural centers developed. In various societies, groups and choirs were active. Active publishing made books in Estonian available to everybody. In the second half of the 1930s, some negative phenomenon appeared in the cultural life of Estonia. Although the funding of culture improved, creative freedom became restricted. In the hope of economic prosperity, several creative figures let themselves become involved in the propaganda of national integrity promoted by the state. Another part of the intelligentsia withdrew from creative work altogether, expressing silent protest against the signs of dictatorship. Although a general development of culture continued, the period of silence hindered its normal progress. The reforms caused hard feelings among the population because the length of free primary education, which was available for everybody, was reduced and the length of fee-based schooling was extended. In order to reduce discontent, the six-year primary schools were not abolished. The problems that arose now was that the primary schools became a dead end. The graduates from six-year schools should have joined the course of secondary schools somewhere in the middle. New rearrangements were needed. The second stage of school reforms was carried out in 1937. In addition to the three stages of schooling, two directions became available. It was possible to choose between A, a four-year primary school, plus five-year secondary school, plus a three-year gymnasium, or B, a six-year primary school, plus three-year modern school, plus three-year gymnasium. The rights of graduates of both the secondary school and the modern school were equal. The foundation of Estonian language higher education were laid when the War of Independence was still in progress. On the 1st of December, 1919, the opening ceremony of Tartu University took place. In spite of the initial hardships, the university soon became a national establishment. Tuition was carried out in Estonian. Estonians dominated among the teaching staff and students. And special attention was paid to national subjects. A huge contribution to the development of national university was made by the curator Peter Puld from 1919 to 1920 and rectors Heinrich Kuppel from 1920 to 1928 and Johann Kupp from 1928 to 1937. In addition to the former, former faculty of theology, philosophy, medicine, law, mathematics, natural sciences, the faculties of economy, agriculture, and veterinary medicine became active in Tartu. Initially, students were accepted without entrance examinations based on their certificates of secondary education. This took the number of the students to an unprecedented level. In 1928, there were 4,700 students. In the second half of 1930, selection of student candidates was introduced. This was partly caused by the fact that less than half of those who had entered the universities made it to graduation. 
Due to the introduction of entrance examinations, the number of students fell to 2,800. Technical higher education was offered by the Tallinn Technical University, which had developed from the Tallinn Polytechnic in 1938. This university had faculties of civil engineering and mechanics, chemistry, and mining science. Higher education in art could be acquired at the Tartu School Palace, which was a private establishment, or at the National Art School, which was established in Tallinn in 1938. Music specialists were also trained in Tallinn and Tartu. The Tartu Music School was private and the Tallinn Conservatory was a public institution. In 1938, the National Drama School was opened at the conservatory. The Military Academy also provided higher education. It prepared leading staff officers. At the beginning of independence, the state of research in Estonia was rather sad. The majority of Russian and German scholars had left, and the research societies they had headed were about to die out. The resource of Tartu University had mainly been taken to Russia. The young state did not have enough money to support science. Nevertheless, the situation started to improve slowly. Tartu University became an essential center of research. It included a number of research establishments, such as botanical gardens, a museum of zoology, an observatory, clinics of the Faculty of Medicine, and research institutes of the Faculty of Agriculture. The research societies, which traditionally belonged to the university, were restored. The Estonian Learned Society, the Society of Nature Studies, and the Estonian Doctor Society. In addition to these several, similar new institutions were founded. The Academic Society of the Mother Tongue, Academic Society of History, and Academic Agricultural Society. The societies issued journals, yearbooks, and other scientific publications. International conferences were organized, and those taking place abroad were attended. In 1938, the Estonian Academy of Sciences was founded. Its tasks were to promote the sciences and to coordinate research. The period of activity of the academy remained too short, however, to fulfill more essential goals. Among the scientists of the Estonian Republic, the following achieved worldwide recognition. Astronomer Ernst Uppik, oil shale chemist Paul Kogerman, neurosurgeon Ludwig Pusep, botanist Theodor Lipma, and economic geographer Edgar Kant. The main attention during these years was turned to national subjects. The greatest achievements were made in studying the Estonian language, history, geography, and botany. As the innovator of the Estonian language, Johannes Avik did very important work. Johannes Valdemar Veski 
contributed to the orthology of the Estonian language, and Andrus Saareste studied Estonian dialects. Outstanding researchers in comparative Finno-Urgic languages were Julius Mark and Julius Megiste. Folklore was studied by Oscar Loritz. Historians reassessed the work of the Baltic German and Russian researchers, which had been meant to prove the positive role of Germany and Russia in the development of Estonia. History was also enriched by new original works. Two collections, each in three volumes, became unique proof of the work done by Estonian historians. Esti Rafa Ayalugu, or The History of Estonian People, and Esti Ayalugu, Estonian History. The best-known Estonian archaeologist was Hari Mora, while famous historians included Hans Kruus, Hendrik Sepp, and Peter Tarvel. As evidence of the maturity of the Estonian science, the eight-volume Esti Encyclopedia, or Estonian Encyclopedia, was published in the year 1932-1937. Neorealism was presented in a wider context, using artistically more mature approaches by Might Metzenork and also by Anton Hansen Tamsare, whose great five-volume novel, Tude Ya Oigus, or Truth and Justice, won widespread recognition and has not too long ago been made into a, a wonderful feature film. And uh, I do recommend seeing that as it depicts life in Estonia in rural settings in the late 1900s. So a noteworthy exception among the realists was August Gaelit, whose novel Thomas Niepernadi still belongs among the best neo-romantic works. At the same period, the success of original drama began. Hugo Raudsepp can be considered the founder of the genre. His plays, which employed popular humor, won great popularity among the people. In the middle of the 1930s, another break occurred in the literature of the independent period. Prose still remained in first position, and the following years have even been considered the peak of the Estonian novel. But circumstantial realism, which offered moderate artistic value, was replaced by psychological realism, which was artistically much more mature. Again, Anton Hansen Tomsare has to be mentioned for his work, along with Karl Ristikivi and his Urban Trilogy. In connection with the propaganda of national integrity, characteristic of the period of silence, the historic novel achieved great popularity. It was successfully employed by the old master, Karl August Hindry and Might Metzenork, as well as by the newcomers August Malk and N. Kippel. In poetry, besides the Siru group, 
A generation of young poets appeared who joined the form the Arboyad group, consisting of Haiti Talvik, Betty Oliver, Kirsty Marilas, August Song, Uku Massing, and Bernhard Congro. A very variegated scene, which means different colors exhibited in patches or streaks, could be found in the field in the 1920s. The former neo-romanticism was dropped, but there was no definite movement taking its place. The reason for this was the influence of very different schools on Estonian artists. The classical movements, such as Impressionism and Expressionism, were represented as well as the somewhat more extremist Cubism and Constructivism. The grand old masters of Estonian art, Ans Leikma, Christian Raud, and Konrad Magi, continued their activity. Alongside them, a young generation, Nikolai Trik, Pet Aren, August Janssen, and Adu Vabe appeared. Among sculptors, Jan Kort, who had won several prizes at art exhibitions in Paris, became famous. His most prominent works were portraits and animal figures. A while later, graduates from the Paulus Art School, Anton Starkkampf and Valdemar Melik, joined the ranks of Estonian sculptors. As the art public of those days could not afford big sculptures, the sculptors had to dedicate themselves to making small sculptures, busts, decorative pieces, and small figures. The exceptions were the monuments to the War of Independence. Their design very often followed traditional patterns, and therefore, no outstanding sculptures were created. At the turn of the decade, the artistic life of Estonia settled. The previous multitude of movements disappeared, and the stormy period of searching came to an end. Neorealism, which was the ruling genre in France, became the major example in Estonia. Beside the artist mentioned earlier, Adamson Arie, Aino Bach, Edward Ole, and Jan Vatra joined in. Edward Vierdalt became famous as a graphic artist, and I was once given a book on Virult with many of his works, and I have been fascinated ever since, and I certainly will do an episode on him, hopefully not too far off. Relying on the earlier traditions, the musical life of Estonia developed speedily. In addition to the existing choirs and orchestras, new ones were formed, and the circle of peoples involved with the music became larger. In order to promote musical life, several societies were founded, the most numerous of which became the Estonian Singers Association, established in 1921, which included at least 1,000 local organizations. The tradition of local days of music and national singing festivals had arrived and even strengthened. National singing festivals took place every five years, in 1923, 1928, 1933, and 1938, 
The last one, which was associated with the 20th anniversary of the Estonian Republic, became especially powerful. 569 choirs with 17,500 singers participated, and the audience numbered 150,000. Composers who had already become famous, such as Johann Avik, Heino Eller, Arthur Kapp, Sorelius Craik, Mart Saar, and Peter Suda continued to be active. Training a new generation of composers could now take place in their homeland, in the higher music schools of Tartu and Tallinn. Among the graduates of these schools were such famous Estonian composers as Evald Av, Gustav Ernesox, Eugene Kapp, Werner Nerup, Riho Potts, and N. Vork. Original Estonian musical literature became more varied. In 1928, the first Estonian opera was staged, namely Ovald Av's Vikerlased, or Vikings. Arthur Kopp's Bible-inspired oratorio Hiob, or Job, and Sorelius Craik's Requiem became very famous. Several composers created symphonic music. Organ music was written by Peter Suda. Numerous new solo and choral pieces were created. In connection with the development of film, in the 1930s, light music became popular. First it spread on gramophone records, but soon orchestras appeared which performed songs from popular films. In this genre, Arthur Rinne and Raymond Valgre started their music activity. In the theater of the early 1920s, a multitude of directions also appeared. The traditional method of directing were abandoned, and bold experiments were carried out. At the beginning, this kind of freshness was useful for theater, bringing plenty of people to watch the performances. When the general situation became more peaceful, the spirit of restlessness and search became more subdued as well. From the middle of the decade, realism became the predominant style in, uh, of directing, pushing out former expressionistic ambitions. Nevertheless, the interim period had brought much refreshment into the theatrical life of Estonia. With new stage methods and directing patterns and innovative designs. In the period of independence, Tallinn became the main center of theater life in Estonia. There were three professional theaters there the Estonia, the Drama Theater, and the Workers' Theater. The Estonia, which was headed by Karl Jugendholz and later by Hanno Kampus, was especially successful. In addition to drama and musicals, they also staged opera and ballet. The best actors of the Estonia were Paul and Neti Pinna, Hugo Lauer, Erno Wilmer, and Ans Lauter. The drama theater was born when the private theater school of Paul Sepp joined the traveling theater.
the drama theater paid special attention to staging Estonian original plays. And they did not have their own building. It was only in 1939 that they received the building of the former German theater of Tallinn. They toured over the whole country. The most famous of their actors were Lina Raiman, Alexander Tetsov, Ruth Tormo, and Mary Muldre. The Tallinn Workers' Theatre was founded in 1926, and its repertoire consisted mainly of plain popular plays. The director of the theatre was Preet Poldros. The theatre life of the provinces was much more moderate. The Vanamwene Theatre in Tartu went through a crisis caused by the departure of Karl Menning. Therefore, it cannot achieve a level equal with Estonia or the drama theater. Even more moderate were the professional theaters in Narva, Pernu, and Viljandi. On the other hand, amateur theaters prospered especially in the provinces. In small towns, settlements, and villages, small troops appeared, which were not afraid to stage even the most demanding repertoire. Of course it was done on an amateur level. Such amateurs were assisted by Estonian Educational Association, which sent their instructors and decorators to the spot, lent props, and published plays. In the years of independence, national filmmaking also made great progress. About 20 or so feature films, which were made by local film companies, did not achieve a very high artistic value. On the other hand, Estonian documentary films were highly successful. Documentaries were produced by Estonia Film in the 1920s and by the Estonian Cultural Film in the following decade. Besides the existence of sports societies and groups, a large number of new ones appeared in the years of independence. All these soon joined into associations and in 1922, the Central Association of Estonian Sport was founded, which united all the associations. The best clubs were Kalev and Sport, as well as the Tartu Academic Sports Club. By 1940, the membership of sports societies had grown to 15,000. This large number of members allowed the arrangement of bigger festivals of sport to promote physical culture. The type of sports festivals, the Estonian Games, took place in 1934 and 1939. From 1920 onwards, Estonian sportsmen took part in the Olympic Games. The most successful were wrestlers and weightlifters. Especially popular were Christian Palusalu, who at the Berlin Olympic Games in 1936 won gold medal in both Greco-Roman wrestling and freestyle wrestling. Estonian sportsmen also won Olympic medals in the marathon, the decathlon, and boxing. Several international matches were organized in different sports. Mostly these were held with close neighbors, Finland, 
Latvia, and Lithuania. But sometimes the competitors were rather exotic. For example, a football match against Turkey. And of course, we do mean soccer as this is an international program. After weightlifting and wrestling, football was the most popular field of sport. It was only at the end of the 1930s that more attention was turned also to light athletics, basketball, tennis, chess, and shooting. In chess, the world championship was achieved by Paul Keras. In shooting, the Estonian team won the first prize in Helsinki in 1937 and repeated the achievement a year later in Luzerne, thus proving their membership of the world's elite. And that is where we will leave our timeline for a while, actually. I make this podcast to help share Estonian history for those that don't speak the language but are still interested in learning more about the country. Actually, that is why I started the podcast. I wanted to learn more, and it isn't easy finding information on Estonian history. So I was lucky enough to find this book, History of Estonia, published in 1997. And I thought it would be a good idea to share this information that I'm learning. I do this as a sort of hobby, but my work is getting really busy earlier than usual now, and I have to focus on what pays the bills. I would like to get another Estonian Stories episode out before I completely check out for the season. If you would like to reach out to me, you can do so at sparsleyw at gmail.com. So, until next time, Nagamiseni.